Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Hello, little woman fans around the world. I have wanted to discuss about this topic for a long time. What was Louise's views on money? I think it is fair to say that she saw a big difference on putting the work and being born into wealth, but also the ethical side of making money, which is what we will discuss in this episode. J.K. Rowling, she has a very controversial reputation these days, but I think the financial success of Harry Potter books in the early 2000s, we can compare that to the success of Little Woman. There was a buzz about this book and everybody was talking about it. And suddenly the poor author became a millionaire. Funny thing is, Louisa never liked a little woman. I think there are two reasons for that. First, most people miss her point. One of them being that Little Woman was written during the time when marriages were made because of economical reasons and not based on love. And Louisa Mayagut likes to criticize that. And she promotes marriages that are based on love. And the second, she wrote about her love life. Knowing Louisa's thoughts about the real-life Friedrich and the real-life Laurie and the reasons why Louisa rejected the real-life Laurie and then all these fans from little girls to adult women writing her and asking her to rewrite the end of the book. I think that would make any person cross. We are entering to another pandemic spring in 2021. A lot of businesses are struggling financially. A lot of entrepreneurs are looking for new income streams. I believe this is a very current topic. I have not come across a one comprehensive study that would handle Louisa's views on money and wealth. So the research for this episode has mainly come from Louisa's journals and biographies. As some of you may know, I am an illustrator, illustrator by day, little woman podcaster by night. I am working on a book project called The Modern Adventures of Joe March. If you wish to see the illustrations that I've done, you can follow me on Instagram at Small Umbrella in the Rain. You can also get 20% discount to my website at fairychamber.com if you wish to get some artworks. I will add all the links to the description. This is Small Umbrella in the Rain Little Woman Podcast. Why Friedrich is poor. One of the things that I come across over and over again as someone who studies Little Woman is that a lot of people don't understand why Louisa May Alcott decided to marry Joe to a man who was poor. This question is often followed by mentioning Laurie's wealth. Even people who have written scripts for Little Woman adaptation have asked this, which always manages to surprise me. Because when I read the book, it was always very clear for me why Joe wanted to be with Fritz and why she rejected Laurie. And the book itself goes into great detail explaining this. What if I would tell you that Louisa marrying Joe to a poor character who Joe loves and not to the rich character who she is not in love with is one of the most feminist aspects of Little Woman? Louisa May Alcott was born into the transcendentalist movement of New England. Transcendentalism was a religious philosophical movement that was based on German philosophy. One of the main theses of the transcendentalism was the importance of self-reliancy, a belief that a person should be able to take care of themselves and other people. Self-reliancy 
is often rooted to the idea that no matter the circumstances that you were born into, you can still make something of yourself and your life and leave a mark to this world. One of Lewis's favorite writers was the German poet Goethe. Goethe was born into a great world, which eventually led him to a quest to find himself. For Goethe, being born as a rich man caused emptiness. Some readers might notice that this is down to T. Laurie's character arc. Goethe eventually found writing to be his calling, and he recommended work as the best remedy for the broken heart. In Little Woman, when Laurie is in Vienna, after he has been rejected by Joe and has been lectured by Amy, he is writing an opera which would, quote-unquote, horror Joe's soul and melt her heart. But he just keeps seeing Joe in the most unflattering ways, and soon Joe is replaced by a beautiful ghost who looks a lot like Amy, and Laurie sees himself as a romantic prince. I have seen about 14 Little Woman adaptations, and this part of Laurie in Vienna has never been included, which is a problem. In the novel, Laurie is quote-unquote flirting with this ghost for a while, and then he stops, and for the first time in his life, Laurie realizes that what he is doing is silly. And he remembers Amy's words from the lecture that she kept to him. She took his hands and said that they were soft and white as a woman's and they had never done a day's of work, only picked flowers for girls and wore Juvin's best gloves. As the result of this, Laurie goes to work for his grandfather. Laurie's character arc in Little Woman is not about Amy or Joe. It is a story how Laurie becomes a man. In Louisa May Alcott's world, the only acceptable wealthy people are the philanthropists. With Laurie's character, Louisa May Alcott also criticizes people on the top of the class system. Joe is never romantically interested about Laurie in the novel. In part 2, Joe is actually criticizing Laurie because he doesn't take his education seriously. And this is a big deal for Joe because she would like to study and go to the university. When Joe returns after an eventful year in New York and Laurie proposes her, Joe sees that Laurie is still not at all interested to find a job or to work. He basically tells her that he needs her, Joe, to be the one who tells him what to do with his life. One of the reoccurring themes in Little Woman is that Laurie is constantly unaware that he is privileged. One example of this is chapter Laurie makes mischief and Joe makes peace. Where Laurie is 15 and he pretends to be Mr. Brooke and he's catfishing Meg by sending him letters under Mr. Brooke's name and Meg was 17 at the time. There was already a rumor going on that Meg and Laurie were an item, and that Marmy was trying to marry Meg to Laurie, which happened earlier in the Meg Goes to Vanity Fair chapter. Of course, Marmy hated this rumor, and so did Meg, but Laurie was completely unaware that he almost ruined Meg's reputation, his tutor's reputation. And since Joe was hoping that Meg would marry Laurie so Laurie could be her brother, it shows that Joe was also quite unaware. What is the actual cost of these kind of rumors? There are a lot of these type of instances in Little Woman. In part 2, Laurie is often questioned for buying nice and expensive clothes for himself and then he gives worthless gifts to his friends. But it is interesting that it is not Joe who can get through him but it's Amy and it's probably because Joe at that point did not know what to do about him and how to help him to get him to be independent and find his own back. And Amy knew exactly how to treat him. This is a very common theme, Louisa May Alcott that there is a female character who is kind but sturdy and then there is the male character who is not very self-reliant, but slowly begins to learn that skill with the help of this female guide 
Marches in the novel are friends with older Mr. Lawrence, not because he is rich, but because he uses his wealth to do good. One reason why Larry gets his redemption arc in the novel is because Amy gets him in to support her philanthropist projects. Self-reliancy was a big part of Goethe's philosophy, but if we go back into the history of Germany and many other European countries that were Protestant, and this is a big part of American history as well, one part of spirituality was the idea that work is beautified by fate and that work, even the most mundane work, has a higher meaning. We live in a very secular world, but understanding Christian aspect of little woman can make it easier to understand it. Transcendentalism, it has a mixed reputation these days. A lot of the bad stuff has been spread by little woman filmmakers who say that it is preachy and anti-feminist. It is very ironic because the transcendentalists were an important part of the first wave of feminism in America and they believed to the woman's right to work. Louisa, her sisters, May, Anna and Lizzie, they were all working girls. Louisa's mother Abba was one of the first American social workers. In Little Woman the Marches they used to be on higher places in the society in the novel Aunt March is sister of Joe's father and she apparently married a wealthy husband who died and they had a child together but the child died as well which would make any person very sad and bitter so Aunt March is wealthy but she is not happy Joe describes Uncle March being one of her favorite people in the world. He was kind and he liked to play with kids and that he had a big library. Uncle March actually sounds a lot like Friedrich. Why did Greta Gerwig decide that it was a great idea to make Aunt March a rich spinster who never wanted to marry? I have no idea. It reminded me what my friend Melody Ellison said. Greta Gerwig decided to put herself above everyone else, Louisa May Alcott included. So all the money that Aunt March had in the novel... It had come from her husband. The Marches, they used to have more money, but when their father allowed a black child to enter his school, he lost his position, and that's when the Marches became poorer. In reality, the Algots, they were a lot poorer than the Marches. Friedrich and Joe, they are on the same social level. They are both poor, and they know what it is like to be poor. Before the father lost his job, Joe's family, they were not super rich, but they were living quite comfortably. Friedrich had the same experience in Berlin. He was a respected professor. He would get a monthly paycheck. He lived alone, so his expenses were less than in New York. But then his sister got ill. He moved to New York, and sister died, and he adopted his nephews. And the only job that he could find was position of a language tutor. Some of the things that Joe falls in love with Friedrich is that he is hardworking and self-reliant, and that he supports Joe and her desire to work and make her own money. In the chapter Friend, which is terribly adapted in most films, Friedrich sees that Joe is struggling to write for Weekly Volcano. The stories that she was asked to write forced her to look material that caused her depression and anxiety. One of the methods that the transcendentalists used as a way to transcend was that they would sort of scan themselves. They would look at the situation, their own doings from multiple different angles, and see if there was something that needed to be changed. Louisa did this all her life. In Little Woman, Amy, Joe, Laurie and Friedrich and other characters, they all have these kind of moments of clarity. When Friedrich tells Joe that the sensational stories can corrupt a person's mind, Joe agrees with him because the sensational stories have already been corrupting her mind. 
and this is one of the things that has never been adapted. Lucy's experience was the same as Joe's. She wrote sensational stories, and then she had a moment of clarity. We could compare this to a person who is working for a company. The payment is small, they get no appreciation, and the content they are asked to produce goes against their own personal values. Friedrich helps Joe to see all that, and by doing that, she gets her self-worth back. Her writing also improves, because after this, Friedrich gives Joe a set of Shakespeare's novels, and Joe begins to search for her own literal style. The amazing thing about this is that Joe does exactly the same thing to Friedrich. Friedrich is described to be a very friendly and extrovert person, but the narrator also mentions that he feels quite isolated. He is not in a place in his life where he would like to be. He is in a job that doesn't give him many challenges or professional satisfaction. The narrator, Luisa, mentions that he dreams about falling in love and starting a family. He loves his nephews, but he is also painfully aware that it would be difficult to find a person who is ready to accept the boys as well to their life. Wusame Alcott also points out that Friedrich has experienced discrimination for being German and this makes it difficult for him to find a job. The best adaptation that shows this is Little Woman musical. It even has a line where Friedrich tells Joe that ever since he started to fall for her, his students told him that he is much happier and smiles all the time. In the novel, it is the night before Joe is leaving. Friedrich gets his moment of clarity, like, oh my god, I'm so in love with this woman, what should I do? And the reason why Joe goes back home, it's not because they argue like in the films, it's because Beth gets ill, and Friedrich lost a sister. He knows what it is like. Joe does the same to Friedrich what he has done to her. She inspires him to take life by the balls. He starts to look for another job so he could provide both Joe and his nephews. And when Joe accepts his proposal and they begin to turn Plumfield into a school, Joe in a way returns him his previous status as a professor and he simultaneously supports her career as a writer. This is how Joe does to her family about her plans. Now my dear people, continued Joe earnestly, just understand that this isn't a new idea of mine but a long cherished plan. Before my fridge came I used to think how when I'd made my fortune and no one needed me at home I'd hire a big house and pick up some poor forlorn little lads who hadn't any mothers and take care of them and make life jolly for them before it was too late. I see so many going to ruin for want of help at the right minute. I love so to do anything for them. I seem to feel their wants and sympathize with their troubles and oh, I should so like to be a mother to them. I told my plan to Fritz once and he said it was just what he would like and agreed to try it when we got rich. Bless his dear heart. He's been doing it all his life, helping poor boys, I mean, not getting rich, that he'll never be. Money doesn't stay in his pocket long enough to lay up any, but now, thanks to my good old aunt, who loved me better than I ever deserved, I'm rich. At least I feel so. And we can live at Longfield perfectly well. If we have a flourishing school, it's just a place for boys, the house is big, and the furniture strong and plain. There's plenty of room for dozens inside, and splendid grounds outside. They could help in the garden and orchard. Such work is healthy, isn't it, sir? Then Fritz could train and teach in his own way, and father will help him. I can feed and nurse and pet and scold them. And 
Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. And mother will be in my standby. I've always longed for lots of boys and never had enough. Now I can fill the house full and revel in the little dears to my heart's content. Think what luxury. Plumfield, my own, and wilderness of boys to enjoy with me. Philosopher Walter Emerson was Lewis's friend and neighbor. I will read you a quote from his book, Self-Reliancy. What I must do is all that concerns me, not what the people think. This rule, equally ardeus in actual and intellectual life, may serve for the whole in distinction between greatness and meanness. It is the harder, because you will always find those who think they know what is your duty better than you know it. It is easy in the world to live after the world's opinion. It is easy in solitude to live after our own. But the great man is he who in the minds of the crowd keeps with perfect sweetness the independence of solitude. What Waldo is saying that trusting your own instincts is always the best path to take. And it is also the more difficult one, because there are always people who try to convince you to go against what you know is right. Here is a quote from Moses' early novel, Lady and the Woman, where she discusses on her ideas of marriage. Eligible Edward Windsor claims that the style of woman he most admires are those such as claim our protection and support, giving us in return affection and obedience, Beautiful and tender creatures, submissive to our will, confident in our judgment, and lenient to our faults, to be cherished in sunshine and sheltered in storms. Kate Loring, a young woman of 24, with no pretensions to beauty, who has raised her four orphaned brothers, replies, You have given your idol a heart, but no head. I would have her humble, though self-reliant, gentle, true strong, man's companion, not his plaything able and willing to face storms, as well as sunshines, and share life's burdens as they come. Lewis was part of the women's movement that developed into the first wave of feminism. One of the moving powers of this movement was to encourage people to marry for love instead of money. Most marriages of the time were made because of financial reasons. In Little Woman, Mommy says to the sisters that she would rather see them married to poor men and be happy than unhappily with rich men. All the marriages in Little Woman, in one way or another, are wrapped around this idea that love is connected to self-reliancy. It is a very Christian idea of marriage, the idea that you build something better together with your significant other. I usually try to avoid politics and religion in all of my podcasts, but because Louisa May Alcott was a Christian and it had a big impact on her worldview, this is one of the things where I make an exception. When Louisa was in her early 20s, she considered marrying for money to help out her family. In Little Woman, this element is given to Amy, and a lot of people think that this makes Amy a social climber. I don't think that was Louis's intention. The book Amy considers marrying Fred Warren because she wants to lift her family away from poverty. She's not thrilled about the idea. She sees it as her duty. Sometimes I wonder if the people who criticize Amy for marrying Laurie, who is rich but not as rich as Fred, but still wealthy, would they be as quick to criticize Joe if she had married Laurie? 
the cause of the whole argument is the lack of Lowry's character arc in the adaptations. In the 19th century, despite of the desire to work, women's work areas were limited. There was some factory work, but often women would work as maids or governess or tutors. Amy writes in her letters that if the artist's career doesn't take off, one of the options is to come back home to Concord and work as an art teacher. Bocho and Amy, they had very similar ideas about wanting to become wealthy for the wrong reasons. Marrying a rich man and to support your family that way. It seems almost too easy, but in the long run, that kind of thing could ruin your life. Cho thought that writing sensational stories would be easy money, and it almost cost her her mental health. Amy's moment of clarity comes when Laurie reminds her that she should not sacrifice her own happiness and that her family would not definitely support that, that kind of decision. And through this, Amy is reminded of her values and the way she was raised. I have talked bits about Laddie Wisniewski, who was one of the models for Laurie. Lisa met Laddie in Switzerland when she was working there. It is still a bit unclear why he was there in the first place. Maybe he was taking care of his health. According to Louisa, he had tuberculosis and she was nursing him. He was very flirtatious with Louisa. Then he allegedly proposed Louisa's employee, Anna Weld, who did not react well. And Laddie was kicked out from the premises. Anna Weld was a very wealthy woman, which has led some Algot schoolers speculate that Laddie's last was after her money. For the angry Laurie fans who are listening to this, I think the part of Laurie chasing Joe is what comes from this encounter with Laddie Wisniewski, and rest of it probably comes from Goethe. About 10 years after the publication of Little Woman, Louisa's publisher had sent a check to Laddie Wisniewski, and Louisa and Laddie's last, they had not met each other after they had met in Europe. Why was Louisa giving him money? These are all theories. Laddie's last had got married, and he had children, and he needed the money to support them. Louisa loved kids, and she was happy to help. Second scenario, he was blackmailing money from Louisa, threatening to go to the press and tell about their time together in Europe. Laddie was 10, 11 years younger than Louisa. That would have been quite a scandal. I don't know which scenario is the truth, but I do know that Louisa's sister May also knew Laddie, and they had actually lived in Paris at the same time. But May wasn't a huge fan of him. And it seems that Louisa got fed up with him as well. They describe him boring and that he never pays his debt back. Money that Louisa gave him. Maybe May had also given him money that he never paid back. One of the biggest crimes that the adaptations do is that they make it seem that Amy and Joe are arguing over Laurie. In the book, Joe never wants him and Amy doesn't want him either when he's being lazy and unproductive. In an article called Happy Woman, which Louisa wrote about a year after Little Woman was published, Louisa writes that accepting a false idea of love just because you are lonely is self-deceiving. Isn't this what happens in Little Woman? Joe considers Laurie's proposal because she is lonely. Perhaps the reason why Louisa rejected Lady Wisniewski was because she was still in love with Henry Thoreau. Henry, like all the transcendentalists, believed in self-reliancy. I think the best way to describe Henry's relationship with money is that he was a minimalist. He also came from a working class. His father had a pencil factory where Henry worked, 
time to time. He was also a teacher and occasionally a gardener, a hunter and a naturalist and a writer. And of course, Henry was a transcendentalist philosopher like Friedrich. In Little Woman's Saga, Henry is constantly present, especially in Little Man, Luisa describes his love for simplicity when she writes about Friedrich's love for the natural world. In the 19th century, some religious parties considered the transcendentalist heretic because they almost had a pantheistic belief that nature was the most perfect expression of God. One of my observant book readers said that if Friedrich was based on someone who Louisa was in love with, that explains why she was frustrated by the fans who were demanding her to marry Joe to Laurie. Louisa never really liked Little Woman. She considered it as one of her worst novels. I think the observant blog reader is right. Uh, Louisa wrote a lot about herself and therefore success of Little Woman would create a very conflicted feelings. Me and my friend Emily talked about this in our Laurie episode. In the 19th century, Laurie was a super popular character and perhaps one part of that popularity was because he was wealthy. Every time when Louisa was asked about the real life Laurie, she would always speak very highly about Laddie to the public, but then in her private letters she was not so happy with him. So why is Frederick poor? He is poor because he is chose equal and therefore they share their similar views on self-reliancy and can build their life together. This is what Louisa writes in the Umbrella chapter. Friedrich says, I could not find the heart to take you from that happy home until I could have a prospect of one to give you. After much time, perhaps, and hard work, how could I ask you to give up so much for a poor old fellow who has no fortune but little learning? I'm glad you are poor. I couldn't bear a rich husband, said Joe decidedly, adding in a softer tone. Don't fear poverty. I've known it long enough to lose my dread and be happy working for those I love. And don't call yourself old. Forty is the prime of life. I couldn't help loving you if you were seventy. Side note here. In Joe's voice, which is the last little woman book, Joe and Friedrich are making out and he's seventy. book that was Louis's personal favorite was Moods, which is a story that she began to write when she was seventeen. And she revisited it several times during her life. If you want to read about Louis's and Henry's relationship mood is pretty explicit and Joseph Friedrich's age difference in the book is 16 years which was also Henry's and Louis's age difference. When it comes to the adaptations they don't usually pay that much attention to wealth and class. Larry's missing character art is a prime example of that. That Fritz is poor or not is often pretty vague. Same with him being an immigrant. For example in Greta Gerwig's film there was an earlier script where Friedrich was written to be German and Joe's father get a speech of USA being built upon immigrants, which is true. But then in the final script and in the final film, Friedrich is vaguely European and the part about immigrants was turned into a joke. The only film where Friedrich clearly poor is the 1994 film. Gabriel Burns' clothes in the film, they look really nice, but they don't look new. The 1978 series is the only adaptation which shows that Friedrich is applying jobs after Joe's return to Concord. And there is a scene where he gets the job and he is building courage to travel to Concord and tell about it to Joe. But the musical is probably the best when it shows that not only Fritz has a good effect on Joe and her writing, but she has a positive effect on him and his life in a more wider sense. I will quote you Henry's poem called Friendship. When under a kindred shape, like loves and hates, and a kindred nature, proclaim us to be mates, exposed to equal fates, eternally 
and each may utter help, and service do, drawing love's bands more tight, service he near shall rue, while one and one make two, and two are one, in such case only clothed man, fully prove fully as man can do, what power there is in love, his inmost soul to move, resistlessly. Based on some of Louisa's diary markings from the time when she was in her early twenties, it would seem that one of her dreams was to start a school with Henry, where she would be the boy's mother and he would be the teacher. Henry passed away in 1862. Quite soon after that, Louisa registered to work as a nurse in the war. We can fairly say that these events are connected. This idea of school reappears in Little Woman. One of Louisa's friends, Elizabeth Powell, and her husband, they seem to have been models for Joe and Friedrich. Like Joe and Fritz, they even had two sons together. Elizabeth also became one of the first female deans of a university. Another model for Joe and Fritz were a couple who Louisa greatly admired, Eliza and Charles Fallen. Now, Charles Fallen was a German immigrant. He was really good friends with Louisa's uncle, Samuel May, and one of the early figures of transcendentalism. Charles died in an accident, and Eliza wrote a book about him and their marriage. You don't only see this couple's influence on Little Woman, but also in countless of Louisa May Alcott's novels. Louisa had a habit to self-insert herself and people she knew into the books that she read. Charles was almost a legendary figure among the transcendentalists. Louisa basically grew up hearing stories about him. Charles was a hardcore abolitionist, a revolutionist educator, and he was from, you guessed it, Berlin. Charles was a political refugee. When I now read Little Woman, a part of me believes that Friedrich was a political refugee who was fighting against the oppressors. May I tell you, Little Woman fans who like to spend their times meditating on Friedrich's character, like yours truly, are often very interested on the different philosophical movements of the past. I have few friends who I sometimes talk about Friedrich's childhood and his past relationships before he met Joe. If we think about Henry Thoreau and then Charles Fallen, I don't know if they ever met but Henry would have known about him because all transcendentalists knew about Charles Fallen. They were both intellectuals, but they both had a rebellious side, a very strong sense of social justice. Both Amy and Joe, they grew up in, in a family where both parents were always helping the poor, and the both sisters knew what it was like to be poor. Larry, he can never be Joe's partner because he doesn't have the mental capacity to support her writing career. It doesn't mean that Larry is stupid. It's just not something that he's interested or that he knows a lot about. He's not either very grounded, so he can't really run a school with Joe. But everything works out great for him because Amy is very grounded. When Joe sees him for the first time, he's helping this little servant girl who is carrying a heavy bucket of coal. One of the better parts of 2017 series is the line where Frick says that it pains his heart to see a child suffer. Beside their love for books and Goethe and philosophy, Joe and Friedrich, they also share similar views on anti-slavery and child labor, and also on education. And when we think about all these people who Louisa inserted into Joe's and Friedrich's characters, Charles, Eliza, Henry, Louisa herself, they are all connected by this level of rebellionism and the refusal to conform to the regulations of the society. How amazing is that? Thank you for listening. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
Chumba. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.